Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked for Eternity podcast, where we bring you biblical truth on topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. This episode is made possible by the Ultra Global Partners. To find out more information about the Ultra Global, please go to thealtraglobal.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Here are your hosts, Jeremiah and Paul Johnson. Hey, thanks so much for joining us again. We're live here in the studio. So excited to be with you today, Paul. We've been diving into the Reformation, the restoration of the church, talking about fivefold ministry, giving language to it. Again, we want to encourage you to comment, like, subscribe, share this with friends, family. I, I feel like, Paul, this could be beneficial for whether you're in church leadership Rather, whether I just I know a lot of people are hungry. They're hungry for a new era. They're attending places. There are a lot of people. They just stop going. They're just at home and they're like, "There's nothing in my city. There's nothing in my town that's even remotely close to what what you guys are talking about." We want to encourage you. Write us, email us, comment. Let's get in contact and let's dive deeper into what God is saying in the earth today. Paul, I want to talk a little bit about what does it look like? I know we, we're talking about five ministries, but what does it look like when five ministries, apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists, I mean, if we take a step in this direction yeah, and okay, five ministries, is sometimes like it's all about five ministries. No, not really. We've said it's about Christ, but then there's another piece in the word of God. I mean, it literally lists to train and equip, to build up. And let's talk a little bit about what this really looks like in operation. Yeah. So the fivefold ministry is given to equip the saints, right? To um, restore the saints, to build up, to encourage, to impart, to bring the body into health. But this is an important point. If the fivefold ministry is going to get the body healthy, then the fivefold ministry has to be healthy. Good. And that's so many of the problems and the issues we see is that fivefold ministers are not healthy themselves. And so the word they carry is skewed. The burden that they're feeling is real, but how they express it is broken and it does damage to the body and the body that they're called to serve and build up and honor and truly better their lives and their walk with Jesus. Unfortunately, damage and injury happens. So the fivefold, in order to build up, in order to equip, in order to train, has to themselves be healthy. So if you're called to the fivefold ministry, are you healthy? Are the people around you benefiting from your life and your walk with God? Because I think that's really what ministry is, Jeremiah, in my opinion, is people just drink from the well of your heart. Yeah. So if your heart is polluted, if your heart is bitter, if your heart is unforgiving, if your heart is uh, full of toxins and people drink from the well. I mean, there are people that I've listened to where there's something I'm like, oh, I, I got to yeah. I got to turn it off. Yeah. Either there's something that they're you got to be careful who you listen to. You have to guard your heart for from it flow the well springs of life. Yeah. Proverbs. So um, that's an important point to this discussion of being built up and how the fivefold equips and activates the church is you yourself have to be healthy. Yeah, and I think it goes back to you know an earlier episode. I think healthy fivefold ministers don't find their identity in ministry. 
we find our identity, our worth, our value, and our significance in our relationship with the Father. So I think a lot of times what it exposes is ministry addiction. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, of church leaders who are so addicted to their calling, their church, <clears throat> their ministry. They don't have time to really get with God on their own. They don't have time. You know, what's a healthy fight? They have a healthy marriage. They're, they're you know, yeah. if you're in ministry, you, you said it earlier, people drink from your heart. Yeah. Well, one of the questions I'd like to ask then is, is are your wife, is your wife and are your kids drinking from the well of your heart? I can't tell you how many times I've sat with pastors, kids, people. It's like my dad gave away his heart and his life to people at the church and was like a zombie at home. And so I think, uh, again, healthy, fivefold ministers don't find their identity in minister, ministry. And then healthy, fivefold ministers, I think, allow their spouse and allow their kids to drink from the well of their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So in equipping the saints, let's talk about this and break yeah. this down. Okay. So when I look at Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, what I see is five ministries, five missions, and five results. Okay. Okay. We may not get to all of it in this episode, but yeah. you can lay it out as we get through this. So five ministries are what? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. Now, just in the verses of 12 and 13, I'm going to read them just so we're all on the same page. The fivefold's given for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So, the fivefold ministry has a fivefold mission. Number one, it's to equip the saints for the work of service or the work of ministry, which ministry is service. Any sort of brand, any kind of uh, association with ministry that excludes or extracts service from it. That's not pure ministry. You're given a ministry. You're called to ministry. You're called to serve. You're called to be a servant leader. You're called to finish last. You're called to make other people's lives better. They should be benefiting in their walk with Christ because of you. Yeah. So you're not using the people to build your ministry. You're using ministry to build people. You're yeah. using ministry to get people healthy, to get them whole, to get them activated. To get, to get them equipped, right? So the equipping of the saints, the catartizo, the the restoring, the mending, the healing, the equipping that wants to happen. Well, Jeremiah, just in talking about equipping and equipping the saints as a as a mission, well, this flies in the face of so much of our American Christianity where we've taught people that church is about being entertained yep. rather than being equipped. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm already feeling the tension. I mean, just, you know, when you, you know, there's just so much of this passage of Ephesians 4 that's just mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, it's mind-blowing because you're saying, oh, wow, there's more than a pastor. There's five ministries. And then when you look at the heart of it, whether any ministry you pick, they're first and foremost called to equip you. Yes. And so when you think of entertainment, I'm just here as a spectator. And I go to church and they're just going to do it all for me. I'm like, this is, it does, you know, you know, for, so people get upset because you're saying, oh, there's more than a pastor. There's four others. 
And then if you can get them to buy into that or believe that, then you're like, oh, and by the way, next elephant in the room or next bomb I'm going to drop. There's nowhere in here where we're facilitating entertainment, where it's a show, it's a performance. It's just a place where you can come. We're actually supposed to be equipping people, which again, it's like one time the Lord said to me, I, you know, as a younger parent, the Lord said to me, nowhere in the scriptures does it say to raise your children, but it does say in the scripture to train them. And so again, nowhere in the scriptures does it tell fivefold ministry to entertain saints, yeah. but it does say to equip them. And when you talk about training or you talk about equipping, you're talking about a hands-on, you're talking about a provocation, you're talking about the Lord's called me, but now I'm going to teach you. I mean, think about Christ. Christ came and what did he do? He cast devils out. He healed the sick. He said, I'm the light of the world. But you know what he also said? You're the light of the world. Yeah. He laid hands on seven. He said, you drive out devils. You heal the sick. So that's the equipping and the training that I think just for the sake of today's episode, man, reformation and restoration of the church looks like five ministries pointing and demonstrating and manifesting Christ. But it also looks like an equipping of people which is going to massively challenge yes. the saints who have been sitting in church for years. Just, I mean, I hate to say it, rotting on a pew. Yep. And the comfort and the convenience that has people drunk on what church is supposed to be or what my pastor should be doing for me. I mean, you're talking about a total paradigm shift, right? You're 100%. talking about people that actually believe that they tithe to pay their pastor to hear God for them and tell me what God is saying. And the total flip is that, no, you give no strings attached because you give as unto the Lord. You're not giving with, oh, this is what are you going to do with my money? Hey, it's not your money. It's God's money. Yeah. You, before you talk about stewardship, you got to settle ownership. Yeah. And so we give no strings attached and it's, hey, you follow the Lord and and teach me and trip and and acquaint, uh, equip me and train me yeah. and help me and show me how I'm supposed to function and walk as a Christ follower and then make opportunity for me and yeah I mean you're you know pastor come to the hospital come to the hospital I mean yes should a pastor do hospital visitation yes but if a people get equipped with a shepherd's heart, guess who's going to the hospital too? <laughs> I mean, again, it's like, you know, no longer shall, you know, you know, well, prophet here for the Lord for me. When real prophets are operating in your midst, you're no longer codependent upon them for a word from God. Real called prophets teach people how to hear God for themselves. That's the training and equipping. But again, we've turned prophetic ministry into entertainment. Yes. A prophet's in town. What does that mean? Oh, we all go to hear, to hear. We want a word from God for us. Yeah. So when a prophet actually starts preaching, it's time to get to prayer. It's time to consecrate. It's time for you to do something to position yourself to hear God. We're like, oh, we want somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, we've turned prophets into vending machines. Yes. And we want to push certain buttons and get a word for this or that or yeah. I even think we've we've turned we've turned evangelist. I mean, if prophets are vending machines, evangelists have become vanity machines. 
I mean, evangelists are people that are supposed to be with the poor, the broken. They're supposed to be in, in the in the drug houses, in the prisons. Modern day evangelists now, they're on stages all the time. They're wearing makeup for television. We've taken the highway and byway ministry of the evangelists called to the streets called to the prisons and now we've elevated them and made them our entertainment and cheered them on and said you go do the work rather than getting in the trenches and doing the work with them it's a total paradigm shift it's a completely that's why when we use the word reformation we mean it restoration a reformation is a structural shift it's a it's a total it's like the the, the structure itself, the, the basin in which God wants to pour out a spirit, we, we have to get it completely new and get it right. I mean, I believe in pattern presence power. I believe if you build according to the pattern, then you will see more of God's presence and power. But we've cried out for presence and power without adhering to the pattern. Yep. And so we've got to get back to the pattern. And a huge part of the pattern is equipping the saints through the fivefold ministry. So I said earlier, the fivefold ministry has a fivefold mission. Number one is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to get activated. So who does the work? The saints, all of us. We all have a part to play. And, and that entertainment thing, though, yes. believes that the only people that do the work are the five ministries. And this is because of the enterprise business influence upon the church, where I'm in ministry if I get a paycheck from the church, and you're not in ministry if you get a paycheck from somewhere else. And that's the hierarchical divide where I know people that they, they work a quote unquote secular job. Oh, they're called to ministry and they minister and they are blossoming in the gifts that God has given them. I mean, wouldn't it be better? Just I'm just shooting from the hip here. Wouldn't it be better if an evangelist had a workplace, marketplace type ministry where they were ministering to the, they want to be among the lost. Why have we sequestered them into a church and a pulpit? That's what you're saying is, is the total paradigm shift. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's probably the biggest one I see in America. It's, it's men and women called as evangelists who their whole goal in life is to work at a church. And try as I may, I try to talk them out of it. Everyone is saved here. (laughs) Everyone here is probably lukewarm. Like you need to be at a job in the highways and byways, allowing the grace of the evangelist to function on you. So, Paul, it's a mess. I mean, I, I, I know, you know, sometimes I like my saving grace is prayer. Like I have to lean into Jesus is at the right hand of the father forever making intercession. And I think it's like one guy said, it's like what Jesus returns, is he going to come to us and say, well done or what have you done? And I really have serious concerns that if Jesus came back or even Paul, the, you know, I was telling our team here at the ark the other day, you do realize that paid ministry was like non-existent. Paul was a tent maker, like the entire New Testament church. Like there was no such thing as I'm not going to serve unless you pay me. I'm not going to be with people unless you pay me. That American westernized hireling entertainment CEO, some of this stuff, I, I feel like on this episode, we need a cleansing 
a purification, a serious questioning of the motivation, the intentions of our heart. I mean, I ask people all the time, if you stop, if you're quote in ministry and the church couldn't pay you, would you still be here? If you work for a ministry or a movement and the funding ran out, are you just going to, you know, hightail it on to the next whatever? Or is this really a calling? You know, we had a a guest speaker the other day that, you know, part of the message was, this is my job. And in the back, I'm like, oh my God, I know what the person was saying, but this is not a job. It's a calling. This is a holy calling into the work of ministry. And when you start viewing ministry like a job, you're falling into that false identity trap. And so, Paul, I know we're we're rumbling, but as much as we're talking about trying to talk people out of one ministry into five, I feel like another huge mountain to 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 climb in today's culture is this whole getting out of entertainment, Babylonian and everything that comes with it, and getting into a kingdom culture yes. of being equipped to do the work of ministry. And being excited about it. And having a good, I mean, don't you want to do this stuff? Don't you want to see your friends and family saved and healed and delivered and set free and on fire for Jesus and dancing uh, w- with the Lord in heaven with you? I mean, isn't that the, the whole goal? I mean, with the whole body has to put the cleats back on and get the pads back on and get back in the game and realize that we're sorely lacking because... We've gathered up for ourselves teachers that tell us what our itching ears want to hear. Uh, It says, according to our own desires. And when you trade truth for your desires, you are headed for destruction. You're drinking of deception. And so the truth of the word of God is we're called to be equipped and and to equip. And again, the fivefold equips the fivefold. It just isn't like, hey, here's the fivefold and the cool kid club that equips the little old body of Jesus. It's no, we equip one another. We encourage one another. We build up one another. We mend one another and help one another reach the fullness of the stature of Jesus. I mean, I know that my life has been greatly enriched by the fivefold ministry. Amen. By the, by the, the brothers and sisters in my life that have a superabundance of God's grace upon them. And I'm so thankful yeah. to be in relationship with them, to love them, for them to love me. It's amazing. Yeah, we have guest speakers here at the Ark and pe- people ask me, oh, so you don't feel like preaching today? <laughs> I'm like, no, I believe in the fivefold ministry. Yeah. Like if you believe in the fivefold ministry, you have to share the pulpit. Yeah. If you believe in the fivefold ministry, like you have to have guest speakers in like, you have to raise up people in your midst. I mean, I love what our friend Todd Smith said. He said, the sign of a healthy church is not their seating capacity. Yeah. It's their sending capacity. You know, again, people like they're like, oh, man, here's a great spiritual leader. And when I and, and I'm looking at the person and, and for me, Paul, in my mind, when you're like, here's a great spiritual leader, what I believe that's supposed to mean biblically is. There, there is evidence around them of people they have raised up and trained and can do the work of ministry on their own. I know that's true about you. I know if I went to our father's house, there are men and women that you have poured your life into that are capable of doing the work of ministry. I know here at the Ark Fellowship, at the Altar Global, 
There are people on our team that I have given parts of my life and heart to who if I died today, they could carry on the work of the ministry in some capacity. But yet again, in this entertainment thing, it's like, well, I'm in love with apostle whoever. And you're kind of like, and no one there. It's like they're, they've, the tree is so big they've cast too much shade around themselves and nothing is growing up underneath them. It, it's all power, all authority, all whatever. I got to preach every, I got to do it all. And I'm like, that's to me, that's not a sign of healthy, no. mature leadership. Or, or again, I've got five campuses. And again, I'm going to touch this. Yeah, do it. And, please. and I'm, Dear God. I, I'm living, I'm live streaming myself in to all of my campuses and we're the fastest growing church. I'm like, yes, you're the fastest growing Americanized Babylonian system in America. All you're are, doing is broadcasting your leadership failure. Are you kidding me? You you have not raised up any sons and daughters. You've not trained and equipped anyone that can preach and teach. There's no at your in your church that um, it's unbelievable. It, it, and it's celebrated and people clap and uh, yep, it's the sickness. Yeah, it, it's it's awful. Well, hey. I think we're running out of time today. Thank you for watching. Again, yeah. seriously, comment, like, subscribe. We want to hear your experiences. We want to hear what you're upset about. You can just email Paul directly. He'll take all of that. Yeah. But let's let's pray. I mean, honestly, I feel like, Lord, I'm just asking, Father, I, I see people coming out of prison cells. I, I I see God like using this to like put a key in prison cell doors Come and set captives free. And so, Lord, right now, Lord, deliver your church from entertainment Christianity. Lord, raise up a people who have been equipped, who have been fed, who have been sent. And Lord, we want to see your kingdom come in every sphere of society. Yes, I mean, we want the kingdom to come and God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the March for Eternity podcast as we seek to bring biblical truth to this generation regarding topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. We want to give a special thank you to our Ultra Global partners who make it possible for us to release fresh content such as this in order to train and equip the body of Christ around the world. If you were blessed by this episode, make sure to go to thealtraglobal.com forward slash podcast to listen to current and past episodes. God bless and thank you for listening.